You're listening to the Restored Minds podcast, episode number 42. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about the idea of making change that lasts. And again, we're going to continue our series. And in this episode, we're specifically, we're going to talk about this idea of developing new skills and capabilities to back the behavior change that we're looking to make in our life. And so this is something that, again, I'm really excited because each week we're going to get deeper and deeper into the levels of change. And you're going to see how the deeper we go, the bigger the change that's going to be produced. So thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Matt Cotty. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and on this show, I share helpful strategies to help you overcome common mental health challenges. After years of working with others and navigating my own personal struggles, I know real transformation starts from within. And when people are able to heal as individuals, they bring that restoration into their families, friendships, and communities, which is why a restored mind is the beginning of a restored world. Welcome to the Restored Mind Show. All right, hello and welcome to another episode of the Restored Mind Show. And so on today's episode, we're going to talk about making change that lasts. And, um, you know, specifically, we're going to dive into the idea of learning skills or techniques or new capabilities to make change. So on this series, um, and this is part three in the series, what we're doing is we're actually going in kind of reverse order, right? And so in the first um, part of this series, I talked about why changing our environment, right, is is usually so ineffective, right? Because at the end of the day, we're still in our environment, right? No matter where we go, right? So if we are, you know, if we have a habitual pattern that's showing up in our life, oftentimes, you know, like us just changing and moving to a new city or getting into a new relationship, something like that, oftentimes that's not going to promote any long-term change. And then, you know, on a grander level, you know, if we're talking about, um, you know, wanting to change something, our environment to deal with our emotional um, disturbances, why that's so ineffective as well, because you can, you can't control your environment, right? So then in the last episode, we talked about changing behavior. And that's really the level underneath environment, right? Obviously, it's a better place to focus. Because, you know, when we talk about changing our behavior, we're talking about looking at the things we're in control of, right? So at least that's a that's a better step. But even then, if we don't, if we don't have the skill set or the belief structures or the identity to back that behavior change, that's why I talked about you know can be very ineffective, right? That's why usually when we try to change a behavior without backing it with anything. Often it, it we're able to achieve short-term change, but again in this series we're talking about long-term change. So that leads us to where we are in this episode, where we're going to talk about the idea of skills. And when we talk about skill sets or capabilities, this is really about acquiring you know new ways to help facilitate behavior change. So you know this could be um, you know when we're talking about mental health, right? I mean, we could be talking about this idea of learning skills like cognitive behavioral therapy and even more specifically types of cognitive behavioral therapy. So if we're talking about facing down OCD and anxiety, right, or stress-related disorders, um, stress-related issues, you know, we, we can talk about exposure and response prevention, right? And, and these are new skill sets, new kind of frameworks, that we can root our behavior in. And this can obviously really help with 
with behavior change, right? I mean, if we can look at like facing a fear, well, yeah, of course it's like, you know, we could stop avoiding, like if we were afraid of flying on uh, planes, you know, we could stop avoiding flying on planes, right? And that could be um, you know, the behavior change. But when you back it with the the roots of understanding exposure and response prevention and really understanding the kind of science behind it, it helps facilitate a much greater buy-in to that change. And and this goes into any aspect of our life, right? So if we talk about changing, you know, how we are operating in relationships, right? Or um, just how we're operating. Again, I, I, I'm because everything's going on right now, um, you know, I like to use very current examples uh, at the time of this episode anyway, but things like um, our our experience with the, the coronavirus and the quarantine and all the restrictions that are currently happening in, in many of our lives. Well, yeah, we can change our behaviors on a short level, but the skill sets underneath that is going to be very important. So how we manage emotions when they come up, right? You know, what, like being able to identify emotions correctly, right? And then if you talk about like in grander schemes when it comes to like the political environment and the atmosphere there, you know, the skill sets about how we're able to notice our own, you know, emotional states in conversations that might be heated, right? As opposed to trying to change the person to make ourselves feel better, right? Or, command that certain things happen so that we are okay, noticing that we're not okay in the first place, right? And noticing what's going on, like what kind of, again, stories are underneath that and the skill set, right? A skill in this instance would just be to notice what's going on in you, right? And, and noticing that's there as a disturbance because so many of us, and this just comes back down to just like stress and anxiety and emotional uh, management, most of us don't, we don't even have the awareness that there is a disruption going on. We're usually just responding to the, to the disruption, right? And we assume that it's something external that causes it. So we just react. We're just, we just live in a reactive way throughout life, right? Someone says something we don't like, we just react, right? As opposed to ever exploring like, okay, well, what really is going on within me? Right, and that's a, that's a good example of a skill to develop. Right, of, of noticing our emotions. Right, noticing when they're surfacing, noticing something that does trigger us, and not assuming that necessarily that the trigger's always a bad thing. Right, oftentimes the triggers are just pointing to stuff within us. Right, you know, a lot of times, um, if you don't like something, many times it's just a reflection of something within you. Right, sometimes you know, there's a a great a kind of parallel someone once told me of like the idea of like looking at the world like a mirror right in in your environment like a mirror and if you don't like something oftentimes it's a reflection of something you don't like within yourself and that's not always the case obviously but the skill set of noticing your emotions right and when you're talking about overcoming struggles with mental health i think that's a wonderful skill to start with right just the ability to notice when something's happening to have enough space within yourself, right? To say, hey, you know what? This is causing an, an emotional disruption, right? Or, hey, you know what? I'm having these kind of thoughts right now, as opposed to just being so consumed by them that you're just acting without ever questioning it. Because again, that skill to develop that space is 
is critical in making long-term choices that are in your best interest as opposed to impulsive choices. And, and many, many times, you know, that's like, that's the first skill to develop with someone who has, um, you know, who, who's engaging in destructive behavior. Now, this can be addictive behaviors, right? You know, whether it's consuming something that's obviously not good for you. Or, you know, uh, like gambling addiction or, uh, you know, let's porn addiction, right? I mean, all, all different types of addictive behaviors, but even something as simple as compulsions, right? Because compulsions can be so subtle, right? You know, when it comes to OCD and anxiety, like avoiding things that trigger you, that make you anxious. But over the long term, they're corrosive, right? They, they lower the quality of life that we're able to live, because our lives become restricted, right? And then we have kind of new limitations, right? And that's one thing is when you when you feed fear, your life just gets smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Um, and so when when we talk about this idea of learning new skills, what we're really talking about is learning new ways of fueling your behavior, right? And new new skills to fuel your behavior change. And, um, you know, a good example of this can be simple things like mental noting, right? Noting when you have a feeling come up or noting when you have a thought. But it can also be things like ERP and cognitive behavioral therapy or even meditation, right? Meditation is a skill, right? It is a practice. It's a, it's a skill that we're able to develop where we take time, right? And at Restored Minds, you know, like we're big fans of meditation because we, we know that the power of, of creating that space, right? But that happens through practice, right? We practice the skill of creating space between ourselves and our emotions, between ourselves and our thoughts. And that's a really good example of, again, practicing a skill that will drive behavior change, that will create long, long lasting change in your life, Right, and that's why when we go deeper in this, in this, uh, in these levels, right, we start with the environment, then behavior, then skill sets. We understand that the deeper we go in this, the more effective the change is going to be over the long term. And then again, that's what the goal of this series is: is is to really help you promote or create and promote and and sustain long term positive change in your life. And oftentimes it requires us looking in the complete opposite direction where we would normally look, right? Um, and so, but in the upcoming uh, episodes, you know, I'm going to be talking about kind of the two levels that I prefer to look at, obviously within myself, right? Um, but also with, with people that I work with, right? And, and that is the idea of belief, right? And identity. And just to kind of give you a little bit of a, a glimpse of what we're going to be covering when we talk about changing belief, what we're really talking about is is changing stories that we have, right? And a lot of people will will say different things or call these different things, you know, like I've heard them call agreements that we make, right? But really a belief is just a, a story that we tell ourselves about something again and again and again. It's not a truism, so to speak. It's not the truth. It's just a belief, right? There are like laws and there are truths out there, but beliefs are our are perception about truth in many ways. And once we're able to see how like let's let's just look at an example. If you have a belief that you can't get better from an anxiety disorder, well you can see it doesn't matter what skills you learn or behavior change or environmental change you make. If you're maintaining that belief, it's just gonna trickle up into everything else, right? If you have a belief that, you know, about like 
you like it's impossible to have a successful marriage. It's like, okay, well, you can see how that would, um, you know, trickle in pretty negatively to your marriage, right? And the beliefs that we make are often created subverbally, right? Like they're, they're things that we just create uh, through observation sometimes or through things other people say. And if we don't challenge belief, again, you know, a, a lot of times we're setting ourselves up to fail before we even start. And then underneath that is when we're really going to talk about identity. And that's really some of the most powerful shifts you can make. But again, we're going to get to that uh, in the next episode. Um, for those of you who, um, you know, have been following along, we always appreciate your support. And, uh, you know, if you'd be taking time to like and subscribe and share this uh, with others, we would really uh, appreciate that. We also have... Um, you know, resources available to help you on this journey if you're dealing with stress, anxiety, or OCD at, at RestoredMinds.com. Um, we have free guides, free assessments, um, downloads that can help you on your journey as well. We also have our um, c- private community that um, we do live workshops as well as, uh, you know, recorded trainings and, and um, you know, meditations that, again, everything's just designed to help you on this journey um, from the comfort of where you are. And so uh, for those of you that have been following along, please check that out. There's some links down below where you can get, uh, you know, directed right to those resources as well. So thank you for taking the time to hang out with us today. And um, we will see you in the next episode where we're going to dive in to beliefs. Thank you. Talk soon.